0: You are listening to the Signal to Noise podcast on the ProSound Web Podcast Network. Signal to Noise is supported by Audix. Check out their new line of Pro Studio headphones and the A131 and A133 large diaphragm studio condenser microphones at audixusa.com. Alan and Heath has asked us to read this. Have you noticed that all good things come in threes? XLR, AES... Meat, Cheese, and Tortillas, Michael Lawrence, Chris Leonard, and Kyle Chernside, and now the Allen & Heath AHM Matrix family, AHM64, AHM32, and AHM16. 96 kHz FPGA-powered sonic powerhouses for projects of all sizes. Who says matrices have to be boring? Not us. We've never said that. Kyle said it once, but we proved him wrong. Check them out today.
1: Hey everybody! What's up? Welcome to the Signal Noise podcast. Not welcome back, apparently, but welcome back if you've listened before. Um, so I'm Sam Boone, and I'm joined by the awesome, not handsome, Michael Lawrence.
2: Oh! No. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Whoa! That's, oh, that's, this is
1: what happens she, when you let me in coming down. out swinging. <laughs> Woo!
2: She just dissed Kyle. She just dissed. No, Michael. the very I don't, I don't handsome. Put like is, is labeled For the record, we just Michael brought Lawrence. you onto the podcast, and you're already Damn. dissing.
0: Do you know how long I've been saving that one? Oh my gosh! All right, who else have we got?
1: <laughs> of course, Chris Leonard.
2: Yep, that's me.
1: Yeah, you that
2: one. That guy. Uh, He's an asshole. <laughs>
1: Kyle turns side.
2: Not an Hello, asshole. Kyle.
1: Hi. And we're joined tonight Hi. by Mr. Billy LaGuardia. Oh,
2: Hello. Whoa. Wow, that was cool. hey. she Man, did
0: Damn, she jumped the gun. <laughs> well, welcome, Billy. Wow. <laughs> welcome, Billy. <We're> gonna, <laughs> Billy has to now sit through the housekeeping item. Sorry, Billy. Strap in. No, I'm ready. Um, let's go. <laughs> we first want to say big thank you to, of course, Audix and Alan Heath for supporting our show. We have some really good friends over there. and yes, we do. And... And I hey we say every week but boy I do like these headphones man they're so comfortable. Well, Michael uh, I was sorry. I was
2: going to ask you what's what's the um what's the coolest like hidden thing you found on the Advantage?
0: Um there is a function in there where you can name a you can color a range of of inputs really quickly. Like say I want 1 through 12 to be blue. Bang. And I like that. That's cool. I think that's yeah, it's cool um, because, you know, it's it, yeah, it's, it reminds me of the spill color thing from the pro series, which I loved. And so you can color a range, which I really like. Um, yeah. And and uh, it's actually interesting that you asked me that because I also talked to Jeff Holly uh, last week, their new AHM 32 HM16, the, the little baby matrix matrices, which are which are still ridiculously powerful, <laughs> despite this, despite being one you um, he's sending me one to play with. So expect, uh, expect the spec down low on awesome. that as well.
2: Yep. Okay, go ahead, housekeeping, Chris. I'm sorry. Uh, um, Other housekeeping, uh, Discord. We're going to say it every week. Uh, I really want as much of our community as possible to join Discord. Um, It really is um, the evolution of what our community has become. Uh, It's a great place to segment conversations, get jobs, get mentorship, um, post memes, post food pics. Pet pics, pictures all, of your dog, all yep. the things, right? Like, uh, so please, please join the Discord. Um, it's been people have been slowly trickling in those who are kind of just joining. So, please jump over there um for those of us old people who are still on facebook uh please feel free to yeah and that's me. me uh please feel free to keep <laughs> contributing crazy is that the, that's facebook
0: has become Faithful for old few. people now
2: so for the uh, this week i I, g- I gave a guest lecture at rowan university and i did a career for it awesome. and literally facebook got dissed multiple times of how it's outdated it's old it's useless and it has to be instagram and actually they were talking about instagram being on its way out the door and i'm like all right, I'm yeah, definitely but starting to feel Chris, old.
0: If my company had as many security breaches as Facebook, I would have been sued out of existence by now. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so let's 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 move on. and Let's do something, a little signal noise tradition. We have not done this in a while. We have not done it with Sam on the show yet. Kyle Chernside. Oh. What's the coolest thing oh. within
3: Arms Reach? Oh, I brought a bunch <laughs> of new stuff down. So I have this is one of my favorites. I got this from my grandma. This was like a Cracker Jack toy. It's a Popeye where you catch the marbles that he's juggling, and he has a little pipe that slides into his mouth, and you got to catch a marble. Oh, on the pipe. nice! But oh, that's vintage on the way down. But that's super cool. vintage. Just how, like me, Just that, like my haircut think? and my Facebook. Um, this is probably <laughs> close to about eighty to ninety. Wow, that's neat, sure. man. I mean, it's
2: uh, almost the size of a Cracker Jack yeah. box like that things big
3: yeah it was one of those special oh, those yeah. it, was not, it wasn't like, like in the box the that everyone
0: got that's pretty cool
3: yeah and i'd like to shout out if you're watching or if you're listening to this like right away um next week or this weekend which would be april fool's day through sunday As yes. west university crass sign up um i think some of the did it get up in discord yeah,
2: yet yep. I you think put
3: so. it up there yeah i think so yeah. it is i did okay cool <laughs> i yeah I forget everything <laughs> after the noon. Noon, I just shut it down and, and this is automatic pilot. This is automatic pilot for me. Michael, what do you have within? So Angel?
0: what I spent today doing, um, uh, it's really interesting. The uh the album, the new ghost album that just came out, it is number one selling album of twenty twenty two right now. So I nice. I bought the vinyl.
3: Did you make a Pope outfit? I don't outfit? have a
0: Pope outfit, but I got the I, I do have uh a little uh little Papa Meritius the uh-huh. fourth here. Um, so Kick that was actually my ass. second place, but yeah, I got the vinyl. I put it in one of those vinyl display frames that I put up in my living room. I think it was pretty, pretty cool. Um, but way cooler than my little bobblehead Papa Meritius the fourth is I bought a stealth chair and Ooh. I didn't want to buy one for a long time because they're expensive, but I have gone through a series of garbage quality office chairs. And what happens is if you break three, $200 office chairs. You should just bought the stealth chair, you know, so if you look at any um, like Zoom panel that I did over the pandemic, you will see that I just sort of gradually lower in the frame throughout the course of the thing <laughs> because the gas cylinder was broken on the chair. So
3: I was going to say, you look yeah, very so, upright. Yeah, so right I now, now
0: have a I have a very sturdy, extremely comfortable stealth chair. It's way better for my back. So if I go back out on the road, I'm absolutely taking this thing with me. So yeah, stealth chair for me.
2: A, um, a Billy can get you a case for that too. So.
4: Hit us up. I've yeah,
3: made, yeah, I've made yeah. one for it. Yeah, there you go. Up. You you could sponsor. Like, our <laughs> you know, it's like eight <laughs> times
4: the cost of the chair. But easy as that.
0: Sam Boone, coolest thing that arm's reach. Um. Oh.
1: Okay. So I have one of these little like floating plant displays. Like it spins and it's like uh, like one of the levitating ones. I would try to pick it up, but I'm 95% sure I'm gonna unplug it. It's gonna make a really loud noise.
3: <laughs> Does it have a um like cat? Yeah, it has an, it? an air plant like, in it. What's floating? Yes. Airplane? Yeah, those
1: are really hard to kill. That's why.
0: So I, you have to put a picture up on the Discord when all right. this episode comes out, so people all right. can see it. I'm ready. Okay, Billy LaGuardia, coolest thing in arm's reach. You got a lot of cool shit in the background of your webcam right now, man. Now listen,
4: choose. my ADD is going kind of crazy because I was really terrified that you might ask me this question because I did, <laughs> I did my homework on You're the, the first podcast. One we did, but I mean, I'm yeah. like kind of looking around, still trying to pay attention. I mean, I've got <laughs> a multimeter. I mean, you know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's a good one. <laughs> a little fluke. A ram mount uh cell phone holder. I mean, like it, it is ADD central in here, but like it's just standard.
3: You got, you you got the know. DBX
4: compressor there behind you, right? Yeah. I do. Look. The pinnacle
3: of the year two thousand. I got a box full of rocks and sage <laughs> and a a picture of Jesus I got from Goodwill. It's the same thing. I like thing to over think here. that
4: I'm a pretty, pretty strange guy. I, I got nothing that's you know, super, super weird. In here, it's just random studio junk. Like, do you want some ad- adapters or, you know? <laughs> 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 i got a lot of turnarounds. I don't think we should overlook. There is something
2: shiny and gold I think I see behind you. We're going to talk about oh, it. Oh, man.
4: Right? I, hold on. We're going to put that down. That's okay. that, That's okay, too okay, much of a flex. We can't We're start gonna, there. All right. All right. We'll
2: <laughs> get there. We'll get there. All right.
0: Fine. That is so, uh, so we'll be, we'll back extremely back embarrassing, that, though, actually. Chris,
2: Billy, I, I still have arms here. I still have arms. Chris, it's the same.
1: We skipped Chris.
3: He didn't. You skipped Chris. Oh, I'm sorry,
1: Chris. Go ahead. (laughs)
3: like my internet doesn't work all the time but Michael always go, go, sorry Chris it's usually like, Chris no, no, I got, no. I
0: was getting excited go ahead what I, you got Chris
2: um so I did it. Uh, I get to attend a uh, uh, a career fair and I wasn't looking for a job I was there for my company <laughs> <laughs> um uh, at a at a university for like the uh, the music uh music industry uh portion of Rowan University and there is a cool space there um uh, that was represented um called Rec Philly like REC like record rec um so so what I have, it was a little flyer in my hand, um, but it's a place for creators. I, I know I texted our, our group text today, but, um, they call it, uh, it's like a gym membership for creatives. So they have everything from like recording studios, podcast studios, dance, yoga, paint. Um, uh, it's a, and, and it's like a membership subscription. So, right. So you can like, Hey, you know, uh, just a little bit, you, know, you can like podcast here and there or do a little bit of dance. It just, um, it's pretty cool so if you're in philly which maybe some of you are um and you're looking for a cool place you need some place to record you need a place to do some gigs or whatever uh check them out i, I want to give them a shout out because i they're, they're working on trying to franchise this actually into multiple cities um and i think it's a really cool place where people who don't actually have the gear but need to get into it so there's a, a free plug for rec philly
3: so a question then if i was a engineer could i go in there and yeah absolutely your time to record some people yeah and, and do so some, it, do some beats it's like a,
2: it's funny they actually described it as like uh you know just like the just like a regular gym has you know you have like your meatheads and you have like your beginners like they want that too right so they want like high-end people and they want like beginners who can come in and like literally like eight credits a month uh is like an average of like four hours use a month is 600 bucks for the year like that's pretty, that's pretty darn good. And then you can, you know, there's different varying levels of credits Um, and yeah, uh, because what studio time costs, you know,
0: like, right. If you do, like, if you were to try to go to a studio, you're going to, you yeah. know what I mean? So, so it's super,
2: um, super cool concept. I, I I loved it. So I like that I think, too.
3: It's kind of like a free yeah. workspace for yeah. nerds.
2: I want to,
0: here's where I want to jump in with our guests. Um first of all Billy where are you joining us from this evening?
4: I am uh, joining you from Youngstown, Ohio, famous Ooh. for both crime and Italian food. I i I
3: yeah.
4: I can say that. My last name is LaGuardia, the, you know. Yeah, sure, you know. I um oh, So go ahead, Kyle.
3: There's a there's a dam by there. There's like a a a big dam really? by there, isn't there? Just out I of Youngstown. You don't know. Is, there a, is it by Columbus? Okay, so about 40 miles <laughs> East of you are the darkest skies in America. uh At the Hocking Hills, I'm familiar
4: with Hocking Hills. I've never I know been that there for but... sure.
3: Oh, you got to go! It's I'm insane. a studio rat, man. I don't I don't want to go
4: outside. But... He doesn't.
0: He's allergic to sunlight. <laughs> it's um, true.
4: It really is true. Uh... Billy,
0: your your resume is really funny because the most impressive shit is at the bottom, which is like the opposite of everyone else's resume <laughs> in the world. Because you start off, you start off and you're like, yeah, you know, I make I make cases. I work for a case company. You're like, that's pretty cool. And then you keep going and you're like, oh, you know, I'm mixed front of house at Rockwood Music Hall. And you're like, oh, hey, that's pretty cool. And then you keep going. And then it's like front of house uh, for T-Pain. And you're like, oh, shit. And then you get to the bottom. And it's like, and I have an Emmy, you know, so it's like, it's like totally it's back. Yeah. So, I feel like um,
4: I feel like that whole thing is like such a flex, you know, because like, I mean, it's like a craft Emmy. So it's like a breakfast Grammy. You know what I mean? It's like, but stop. So we've had we've had
2: <laughs> we've had at least one other Emmy award-winning Alexander Perryman here, and again, it's like, okay, who else here has a fucking Emmy? None of us. So it's okay to flex when you have an Emmy. I don't yeah, care I would, how, I would bolt that shit to my fucking car and drive around, around town with it. Yeah, buy a billboard. it's not you know it's there's not like there's thousands and thousands of people with emmys
4: it's like yeah i know but like, okay thank you i'm gonna i'll take the compliment chris thank you i (laughs) you know it is mortally embarrassing to me and i forgot that that stupid thing was even back there it literally because i cut my hair because i was a sound guy and you have to have long hair it it literally held all my hair ties for (laughs) <laughs> since i got it like there's still some on there i could you know it's it held my tiny rick doll and my hair ties Man, so all it's, right so
2: you know. if you think Perfect. having a, a a grammy is nothing then you must think having i'm sorry uh an emmy if you think having an emmy is nothing then being grammy nominated is practically useless right is that what you think about that i mean useless. would i still write Thomas. it in a
4: bio somebody asked me of course like <laughs> You know, I'm kidding. Like, Same,
2: uh, Sam is Grammy nominated. So, so, so is right. Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: is Kyle.
0: Yeah, Kyle.
2: I, <laughs> I just like oh, gloss
1: right. over him. Shit. I keep- yeah. <laughs> Chris, at one point, you were the only host in the room without
4: one. <laughs>
2: oh, man. I
4: will argue this: see you guys. you're I'll
2: surrounded see you guys by
4: winners. <laughs> that's music. I think that's a little cooler. I mean, that's just TV, you know. Well, your I mean, Emmy
1: is sound related, right? It's, it is. Yeah.
3: See, I don't know. Have, have Have you guys ever done the the Grammy U thing where you got to play for like uh, all the the kids, and then the Grammy Association in every city that we we basically had a pre party for mm-hmm. Grammy stuff, and it was okay for a little bit, and then it just got a little bit out of hand. I was like, "Wow, they're setting up those banners that you get at Kinkos that you pull." Wait, up I have put one of those today the for... and like <laughs> exactly yeah, so very wrinkly. It just got a little plot. bit weird. Telling yeah. you need a steamer. But here was here's what what was really cool about it. uh When I was with Follow Boy, they used to stop and like sit at the front of the stage and talk mm. to all these students and kids, and. It was weird to hear them walking out because they, they go to these Grammy things all the time, you know, because the artists are coming through their town or whatever, and they get to go to this pre party. They were like, "Man, most of the artists really don't even stop to talk to us. They just come in and do their song and leave." So it was it was nice to hear that that happened. Now with an Emmy, that's a little bit harder to do, you know. You can't like stop and talk. Uh, I don't even know if they do that thing. Do they have Emmy parties? <laughs> where
4: you know what? I'm not hip to to any of that stuff and I, I have to give credit where credit's due um one of my best friends my childhood best friends i really cut my teeth in in audio with working at his studio he he got me right out of high school i was 17 and he um was was the reason for that he's like hey i think that what we did was good enough to submit i'm gonna submit this mm. will you split it with me i'm like yeah we're never gonna win you know it's and it, and I'll I'll be damned, <laughs> you know. So I didn't. It was a gift, as far as I'm concerned. You it know, didn't come in two pieces, and you had to assemble it. So here's the funny thing. The, <laughs> so the way that they do the craft stuff is, you know, you don't get to go to L.A. or wherever they have it. You know, it's in like a, a you know, like an Embassy Suites and wherever we did it in Orlando, <laughs> and so we flew down to Orlando, at and least we were a free happy hour at Embassy Suites. <laughs> <this thing. laughs> it, so. it was like a Hilton, yeah. to be fair, you know, oh. but. But so we go down there and I I was like joking, I'm like, oh God, what if we win? Like they're not gonna have it. They're, it's like your <laughs> diploma, right? It's like, yeah, here's the shell. We'll mail it to you in three weeks, kind of thing. So
3: right hand shake, so, left hand grab. So we
4: won. <laughs> and I was like, oh God, how am I gonna get this thing home? So I put it in my bag and I put it through TSA. And I, I went through the airport going home, and they're like, "Sir, is this your bag?" It's like, <laughs> "Yeah."
3: <laughs> so, so, so the joke. That's why you developed the hate yeah, it, right there. So, is the, so point the joke at the, that you developed. You know, the we were hate at for
4: the it. very end, so it was like a four-hour thing. And and you know so we we oh, wanted we're shit. like the second to the last category right? to stuff through the whole thing so we were joking the whole time I was like watch us win and watch us not be able to fly home with these things because it's like <laughs> a weapon you know it's really sharp <laughs> so I put it through it happened to fit in my in my my carry on luggage and you know the TSA was like hey excuse me Mister Laguardia we're going to need to talk to you is this, is this your bag I'm like yeah yeah sure man open it up I mean you know I'm sure you all of you have have traveled ridiculous things through the airport like that's that's instead of the weirdest not thing an on Emmy. your desk it's well okay what's the weirdest thing that <laughs> yeah, tsa made much. you pull out of your bag that's audio or production related that's you know the next thread um <laughs> so they pull it out and the guy asked me he goes, man what is this a golden globe i'm like it's it's, it's actually an emmy <laughs> he's like all right cool go ahead <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. you know so yeah. Saw four happens. of those today yeah. <laughs> oh just that man no big deal if we
0: if we stay on the tsa topic i'm gonna develop stress and high blood pressure so <laughs> oh, man um, well congratulations
2: so, anyway on your, i mean
0: yeah you don't care about it i care about th- it so yeah.
4: thanks y'all i, I we I, care on your behalf I, man. I appreciate the the tech love for the for the breakfast emmy
0: so <laughs> i think i'd have to go look back it must have been two or three years now but i think i wrote some sort of article in in live sound and you sent me an email billy and you were very nice at
4: the end of the article, and you're like, hey, if you want to email me...
0: <laughs> at the end. It, oh, okay. It was Subwoofer. So I did. I read the text. I did the Kyle Chern side, which is if you have a phone number in your email signature, I'll just call you. Uh, <laughs> so I I called yes. Billy, and we had a great chat, and uh, he works for a, a road case company, which is something I want to talk about because we haven't talked about that. Yeah. Um, But he is <clears> up to a very interesting project over the last year or so, and when I uh realize it would be something that I think Kyle would have a ton of interest to talk about. Billy, you've you came into possession of a Midas Heritage two thousand and you've been fixing it up. And not only have you been fixing up, you've been sharing your work and your progress in a series of videos on your YouTube channel and you kind of put it together and and throw a whole mix up on it. And I've been keeping up with it, man. I think it's really cool. Um so yeah, I was I was Happy that you agreed to come on the show and and talk about your project so um how did you how did you acquire this thing
4: um so it's an l m g console um and I was on vacation with uh actually my girlfriend's family, and they're you know pretty pretty used to me being a weird sort of eccentric audio human and I was sitting at the kitchen table and just cruising through eBay as I had been for uh two years looking for it. And i was like oh my god i so i bought that console within it appearing on ebay for an hour and there were i saw wow. it, like if it, they, they posted it at nine i saw it at 10 i owned you know i, I paid for it by 10 30. and this was right in the middle of covid um so that was probably uh, okay you know it was probably like uh, august september kind of thing of 2020. Um, and I had just been looking for it cause I thought that would be really cool. Um, because you know, I, I, feel like as, as audio humans, we all sort of just find one thing that we just get fixated on and it's like, oh, I have to have this. And that, and that, <laughs> that was a console for me. It was like, I laid in bed every single night and looked at eBay and I was like, I want a console. So, um, I, 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 I flirted with a Midas legend, which is a pretty obscure Midas mm-hmm. console. If anybody's t- I know. And, dual fader, mm-hmm. dual fader. <laughs> I've, 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 mixed the, I've mixed a one plenty of times. Yeah so here's the thing
3: we 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 glossed over his theater it, it, career in I, the resume in,
4: in my naivete um i i looked at that and i thought man this is really cool there's there's eqs over all of the oxes there's this little like in-ear ambient thing there's the little baby fader so it looks like a real studio <laughs> console i'm like yeah that's what i want and there was a guy that that was pulling one out of a high school and we went back and forth and he's like hey man nobody wants this thing um if you trade me two channels of Shore um GLX or some like mid grade Shore thing, I'll trade you that for the console straight up. And thinking, "My like, cool LM, we get Shore at 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 distributor price." You got it. So <laughs> it was this whole thing. We're going back and forth, and it, he like kind of fell off the radar. And you know, all of a sudden he came back and he was like, "Hey man, I had the console in in my garage on a pallet, and my wife drove her car into a road case that I had protecting, it and it fell on the console." So sorry uh, I'm like okay <laughs> anchored for him. I, I, do i believe that maybe do i care no so then then no. you know my my you know was I'm was your just security like, oh, camera working when this happened yeah exactly so so i thought okay so if you're gonna buy something that is completely obsolete and nobody wants are you going to buy the legend console that every audio engineer that I talked to said they hate it, which is so <laughs> funny that you guys had that exact same reaction. The like, cool oh, legend. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't want that. Oh God. Devil, devil, bad, bad touch. Ooh, moving the mic too many hands. Um, So I thought, okay, well, if I can get something that is modular at the channel strip level, at least if half of it breaks, yes. I can still have it as channel strips because it's still the cheapest channel strip that you can possibly get. So you know, long story short, I'm like I read I so I downloaded PDFs of all of the Midas family, one thousand, two thousand, three thousand, and four thousand. I downloaded their manuals and read them all because, well, you know, just little you know, gotta be a little quirky to be an audio human. Third. Um so I downloaded all the manuals, I read all the manuals, I decided, okay, the two thousands for me. And here is my search. So, Wait, so at why, that time, why the why the two thousand over a three thousand um money I wanted
3: okay, the if it's, t- if it's- my h over xl
4: <laughs> so i wanted the 2000 over the 3000 because it's a dedicated front of house console so um the 3000 is is okay. designed to sort of be a utilitarian thing mm. it can do front of house it can do monitors um and we can go into the difference between those two consoles yeah um, I, which- well
2: what what is the difference
4: because i've only i've only mixed
2: on a, a legend and then h 3000 i've never done the 2000 so what is that primary difference
4: between between that uh the oxes um so just quantity or like how they route or what yes so (laughs) uh let's let's start with the auxes. so so the 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 2000 is a 12 aux console it has eight dedicated mono auxes and then you can put 10 through 12 into either uh mono or stereo Mm. um and it has buttons um on the channel strip that assigns it to to a group so there's uh hold on i can't remember 12
3: Oh, it's on, right Kyle. behind him. It's groups. right
4: behind him. I didn't realize that until now. 12. <laughs> so, yeah, look. <laughs> so um, so you can you can put it into a group and it's you know, you just hit a button and it's it's cool, right? So I, I thought, okay, studio wise, you know, this is great. If I want to get some width on a drum bus or something like that, I can just, you know, even if I only use the groups as like a summing mixer, that would be cool. So the 3000 is a 24 aux console. And right. they do that Midas thing where it's like, okay, if you want it to be a group, you put your aux at Unity and now it's a group. You know, so I just thought that was kind of weird and I thought it would be cooler just to click a button and make it a group. So that's that's basically the the difference between the two. Cool. Because when do you really
3: use... So why the, did you... Go ahead, sorry. So for modular consoles, there, there's a lot more options out there. What draw you to the heritage instead of like the XL or like a Yamaha or old API or like what drew you to the minus? Just the, the cost efficiency? Um,
4: well, here's what did it uh i i grew up in you know so i'm 35 so i i came into audio at where where it was digital was really kind of coming in um and but there was still if you guys remember that time where it was like okay digital consoles are cool for like you know small corporate gigs like those m7cl kind of gigs but if you're a touring kind of guy you still need a big analog console at front of house so you know the crazy thing is my consoles from the year 2000. So like, even in the year 2000, which, you know, it doesn't seem like oh, that long ago. It's still 22 years ago, but that was, that was it of the day, Easy. you know? So, and they, so, um, LMG bought that. And I think they said the last time it was used was 2013. And then there was a sticker on it that said they changed the battery in 2015. So, <laughs> you know, it's crazy. That thing was a paperweight until then. Um, so I, you know, I, I was always fascinated by that analog footprint, but what really sold me on that particular console, I'm um, sorry, as I just distracted myself for the original thing that I was going to tell you, um, we I, do that to ourselves all the time. Yeah, uh, my, my first foray into, into really, really doing steady gigs on, on a digital console was an SE 48 Um, which scared the hell out of me in 2014. I was like, oh, give me my down and Heath GL 2800 and I'm good. You know, it's like that kind of stuff. Um, but I, you know, I, I fell in, I got into that console. It was really good. You know, I got into the digital workflow of that desk and I, and I happened to find myself on a pro two and I'm like, Oh man, this thing's going to be great. And the routing and workflow scared the hell out of me. I'm like, Oh God, this is, this is a thing. Um, so uh jump forward a couple of years. Um my friend offered me a gig working at Rockwood and they have a pro one at front of house. And I took the gig at Rockwood specifically because I didn't know how to use the console. And I thought, cool.
0: Yo, I love this, that.
4: This is gonna force me to use this board that I come up with and I'm paralyzed on. I'm taking this gig. And I started I start and they have like no um uh, are so you guys are hip with that venue? I've
0: been there, yeah. Which, which I, venue?
4: Rockwood, Rockwood Music Hall. Music mm-hmm. Hall in I'm New York not. City?
3: I have not. It's, it's I a think.
4: very, very cool, small ish sort of club. Like, you know, the, the floor of, of the, the main stage that I worked at was like, you know, uh, I don't know, 200 people, maybe if you're packed in there. But they have this, this old school Rankus Hines PA that is just a god awful. Like, it's not great. Um, but the, but the pro one is really a killing, really, really killing console. Um, and I fell in love with that console specifically because of the compressor in it, the compressor and the pro series consoles are really good. And I loved the EQ and it just did that sort of turn the preamp to three o'clock and saturate and give you that sort of sound. And I thought, well, if the pro one is, you know, supposed to emulate the heritage, this has gotta be it, right? If I'm looking for, for recording front end or, you know, just summing like this is going to be it. And then what really sealed the deal for that for me was that console was uh, 2200 bucks. Ooh. So, so,
0: so you know, I think, Billy, the thing that's interesting to me and, and why I was so excited to have you talk about this project is I don't know if you know Kyle's background, but Kyle spent almost a decade as like the head support tech for, for Midas. And he has talked so many times about, he you know, Kyle, you said, I love these consoles. you like, these things are, part of my lifeblood man like so
3: i just fell in love with them i mean the sound of an xl series is different than the heritage you know and i did both like so on on rental gigs i'd I'd be on heritage all the time because they couldn't find me an xl4 (laughs) or whatever and then um i just fell in love with them even the little crappy automation that they had came up with for the vcas back in the day and and like you said the summing power so making a ton of groups making stereo groups like and the warmth of that console and like you said channel strips you got to have a desk that you pull channel strips we, we've had Mr. Mitchell on you know and he spends a lot of times pulling those things out and redoing them I'd, I'd love to mix on one of those desks but yeah, I think that's like a su- su- super sound person's nerd dream is to turn around and see a modular analog desk behind him so you can kind of get in the guts, you know? Like Sam said on her first episode, opening up a speaker cabinet, like there, there's something about seeing a channel strip and its barest element, you know, and being able to to m- manipulate it. And you're using it mostly for studio applications then. I mean, what capacity? So, um
4: my the studio work that i do is mostly hey um i i tracked this show live i'm going to take it we're going to make a record out of it you know um and then i have oh cool and then i have a lot of friends who are really really talented musicians that is you know i mean obviously i'm very biased but they're they're my favorite musicians in the world out of anybody who i've worked with or some of my best friends um so
3: rod stewart well,
4: your you
0: know you um, you've did a lot of work on that what was the state of it when you first got it was it broken or functioning or what were the issues that you encountered it was
4: fully functioning with a couple of crusty preamp pots that's really it so when i got it, really
3: in, how was the noise floor too real, real low, low?
4: It was it was perfect. It was perfect. So uh, so I got to go visit, man. Kyle, you can come over anytime Ugh. you want, man. I got a million questions yeah, to man. ask you. If you're, <laughs> I
3: I have a million questions to ask you. This is fun. That's to why we're here? Because like
4: we're all just really <laughs> here for this.
3: Something, something and, and everyone has that thing, man. Like whatever. I fell in love with the brand. I really did, and then I got to work for them. So it's like I always used to explain it like the artist got to work for Pixar mm. or Disney. That's what happened to me. You know, like. I was out using the product and got to work for him. So in even the history, when we were pre-roll and we weren't recording yet, when you were talking about that, there there's little dark spots in, in Midas's history where they changed hands Mm -hmm. several times. Other people were putting their fingers on the thing. Kidderminster stepped out, Kidderminster stepped in like even through the pro series, it was the same thing. And it's so cool that you have a 2000 sitting behind you. You, you would die. So. In in Vegas, we had um our repair shop as well, and that's where we worked out of and I had the pleasure of working with Frank Heinrich and Chris Malgram there, which were two of the best damn techs ever, and then James Elizondo. But I got to talk to a lot of the old analog guys that came and went through different companies. And we used to call what was the name of that company that he went to? Oh, XTA? Yeah. XKT, because most most everybody from Clark Technic moved over to XTA <laughs> and uh actually the the president of digico worked for midas for a long time and and there was just it's cool to see the evolution of that and for you at 35 to pick up an h3000 that's like our h2000 is yeah. amazing so to cool use it like that like
4: so my theory with it is at least this is way. my goal for the project um i think that the guys that really, really know a lot about those consoles are, are retiring or, you know, they're, they're just, they're, they you know, it's the years, not the miles, man. You they know? Did. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's hard, man. And I just thought that, you know, these things are going to be around for a while. And if I can just kind of be the guy that knows something about it for somebody else that maybe stumbles That's upon cool. one. I so like here's the coolest thing about the videos. I get emails like crazy with it. So my like zeros. You got se- a lot of traffic, man. Thousands of thousands of views on those things. People are really digging that. Some of it and it's just like all these people that are asking me these questions, and it's so wild to me that um, you know, people just would email you. I mean, I mean, I guess I I did that with you, Michael, but you
3: know, back up people a little just bit there. Email <laughs>
4: But it's just so cool. And I just, I've just i found these really cool people that are just like, hey, Billy, I think this project's really cool. I'm thinking about buying an analog console. What's a Midas Venice EQ? It's like, you know, or what should I do? Or, um, and, and, and it's just all these wild comments that I get or the people that just because I have my email address on my YouTube page. It's, you know, I'm not hiding anything. And people just send me an email and they're like, hey, man, it's really cool. So there was a guy um, in upstate New York that bought a pair like the of them. It was Michael Lawrence. Um, <laughs> He's a guy that bought a pair of them, um, and it was out of a studio. And I, there was, um, what's, um, oh my god, what's, what's, uh, I don't know if I can say this if it's, if it's not PC. What's the, you know, the the forum with the uh, the, the the purple background that used to be called something? Yeah, should we say that? What do they call now? Yeah. Gears? Gear, gear yeah, source or Gear no. source? I was going oh, to say yeah. Gear source or Gear space or one of those things. Oh, and when it. I was in my yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a guest here. Okay, I got to be on my best behavior. Um, <laughs> I, um uh, I, I, well, I was looking for I get, the console I get hate I was just at, here at sickles and noise. So it's okay. So <laughs> yeah, put it, put it on me, email me. My apologies right. in advance, Chris, I'm sorry. Um, just don't talk so about I lobster, found a, <laughs> I found a thread. There was one of those like studio build things on there that was ground up studio builds. And there was a guy that had a pair of them in his house in upstate New York. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's a bold move. 96 channels of, of, of H 2000. Um, I I think there are threes. So anyway, that long story short with that guy is, um, for whatever reason, he sold the house, but left the consoles in it, gutted everything. They abandoned the house. The consoles were in the house. So some guy found those consoles, the pair of those consoles on Facebook marketplace. Um, and he emailed me out of the blue. He's like, Hey man, can I call you? I'm like, sure. You know? So he called me. He's like, I got this pair of consoles. They had both consoles hooked up to one power supply. The power supply is fried. Um, I oh, saw shit. you made a video. I feel of, like
0: those two things are probably <laughs> related. To yeah, just, <laughs> just
4: just a bit. Um, so I, um, he said, can I call you? I, I would love to talk about the power supply, and I would love to talk about how you moved this thing. So I'm like, well, actually, I made a video. He goes, no, I, I watched your video. That's why I'm calling you. I'm like, okay, cool. So we came up with a plan on how to move how to move the consoles, and then he's like, do you know the power supply? So actually, when I bought mine... It didn't have the harding cable to link the power supply to the console, oh, wow. and it didn't have a yep. power supply. And when I, I I ended up just calling the guy at LMG, and it was right in the middle of code, which I was going to say earlier before I distracted myself. Um, that I, you know, I, I called the guy and it. I said, you know, could you tell me, <laughs> could you tell me the channel config because I wanted to know how many stereo channels it had because mm. that was a real big thing for me because yeah. um, I'm sure you guys have, have maybe seen this, but Dave Rat does his like walk around with his Chili Peppers three thousand. And he and I thought one of the coolest yep. things is he's like, oh, hey, I put one of these stereo channels, said so this is, you know, my drum overheads and it's, you know, in slot six. I'm like, oh, you can do that. They don't have to. be. They don't <laughs> have on, to. So, be so side, side,
2: side tangent real quick. So wh- so when I started out at, at MSI, it was just at the crust of um, the analog was still the primary thing we were doing. Maybe five D's and one D's here and there. But so, so
4: Chris, it, this, was the MSI, this is MSI as Maryland Sound.
2: Yeah, yeah, which, yes, I've used a bunch of your cases. Um, And I've designed a god-awful one, which we can talk about at some point. Um,
3: (laughs) uh, It might be um, a different show. (laughs)
2: Um, No, so uh, it was a thing where, like, the rider would come in... And you'd be like, okay, how many stereo channels do I need? And so that was mm-hmm. part of shot prep was like, okay, the front of house console, oh, this person needs this many returns because of what their effect rack is. And so, so you were like,
0: building out the console channel strips yep, to meet per, per, that's, per, really show,
2: per show. So you would, yeah. and some engineers would say hey i want my stereo strips next to my center section so you build your stereo strips right so that way that their effects returns like next to their vcas and some of them were okay with them being like That's on the end of the console and they were down on the far right so like that was a thing as a shot prep you would do is determine where your stereo strips would land in the console. So, is it it
0: is it like inserting a video card where it's like yep. teeth going into a slot or is yep. it a ribbon cable or what's yeah. in there it's yep, teeth rhythm. into a
4: slot. And the, yep, yep. and the precision of that all is insanity to me. I was like, oh my God, this all lines up. Like it's like taking that console apart. I mean, you know, I grew up in a wood shop. LM is my family's company. I mean, I was, you know, oh, I was cool. born there. So, you know, I, I was I was baptized by by Lady Rock and Roll pretty early. It's all I've ever really wanted to do. Um, and then just appreciating the you know, obviously the audio side, but the mechanical side of how that thing is built, it is the coolest thing in the world. Like yep. a lot of it's like. Oh man, this is just McMaster car parts. That's how you guys did that. And then there's other things where it's like, you mean the circuit board says Midas on it? No, I mean a lot of people
2: (laughs) haven't had the experience of a channel strip. Like, I mean, especially like even me, like growing up, like working like Mackies and whatever. Like, it's just it's a frame, it's a thing, right? Yeah. The second you realize that, like, oh, you can like just pop, you know, a individual panel, like, like, dude. I consider that like the pinnacle
0: of analog console design in a lot of ways. I mean, the stuff that Midas was doing at that time was just so far ahead of the pack in so many. Well, ways. Well, I mean, they it weren't the just first. Right? Stuff. I mean, Yamaha was doing it sounded way
2: before so Midas. No, I, they uh, were absolutely
0: I mean, weren't the first, but just the the care that went into the design
2: is brilliant. That's actually a good um, trivia thing. Who was the first so modular good. channel strip console? I, that's a. Uh, I gotta figure that. I, I'm betting H- Yamaha. Was, I'm betting Yamaha. But let me. I'm looking for.
4: I mean, API was pretty modular. Oh, uh, you at were the
2: that. studio. The studio yep. definitely beat that before live. Yeah, right. so yeah right. absolutely. Yeah, you're right.
4: Well,
0: so I've got a book by David Collison, who is a British gentleman who is the first person to have a sound design credit, first credited sound designer on the West End.
2: Um, Hold on. Actually, book- that, that
3: whole- before he was that's just interesting- a call it-
2: So, Dan Dugan, if you look up the ter- the term sound design, because I was looking at this, technically, yeah. There's a claim that Dan Dugan was actually the first person credited as sound design. Well, so I'm curious. David
0: Collison was credited on a on a on a poster, like West End uh musical theater. Um and his book is called The Sound of Theater. And in that book, they talk about Jesus Christ Superstar and how they built the console. like at that time they would build a console for the show. Yeah. There was yep, not a, there was exactly. not a let me give it this model or that model. They would build it. Yeah. so all of that was my it's very very interesting I'm really glad
4: I bought that book so when that's did called- w- what when did Cadac do its thing because that was the the really hip theater desk
3: yep and and it was the hip broadcast desk of, as so long, interestingly so enough my
4: the- my uh journey of analog consoles goes back to like two thousand ten um when I did a um it was like an off-Broadway one night of music kind of thing and I was the recording engineer on it. Mm-hmm. And the front of house guy who mixed it on a Midas Verona by the way, um, was one of the like dev guys for for CADAC and he had a CADAC J desk and I was, you know, a, a young please tell me everything you know about audio because I have a million questions. And what's the difference between a group and a VCA again? You know, it was like that kind of thing. And he's like, dude, you know about CADAC? I'm like, I've never even heard about this. And then we, at dinner every night, just talked about CADAC consoles. And, you know, and even walking into, if you walk, I don't know, it's probably not anymore, but the PRG in Secaucus was like, you know, just stacked with CADAC modules. I mean, Chris, it was the same kind of thing. It's like, how do you want your desk config for the yep. show? You know, analog yep. theater which is terrifying uh, digital theater is terrifying for me to mix but so
2: what's the um because we have a lot to talk about besides just this console which is really cool but what's the coolest thing you've been able to do <laughs> oh, so far no <laughs> no we don't <laughs> what's what's the coolest thing you've been now that the console you've cleaned it you've got it you put it back together what's the coolest thing you've been able to do with it so far now that it's back
4: together so um I, I have a bunch of really old recordings that I've done uh, for, for either bands that I played in or shows that I did. And it's one of those things that it's like, you know, I mean, I know you all know this. It's like, man, this band's really good. I'm just going to hit record tonight. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. I feel like we all kind of have that backlog of if I ever get some time, I'm going to mix all these these old shows. And doing drum pre-production through that console to even hmm. mix, if you want to do a mix mix a, uh, do a mix digitally, the way that that EQ makes drum sound, I mean, as a drummer is I, I have never, that's the sound that I've been looking for. Like it just that's does cool. that mid scoop thing. Okay. It, it like just, so I made a video Um, if you guys want to see it. I mean, and this is like I major, major giga nerd stuff. So I just, you know, I, I wanted to see what, in, what input one sounded like. It's like, what's the kick drum sound like through this thing? And so I made a video of just processing a, a big Tama 24 inch kick drum. With it, just Beta 52 standard rock and roll thing, Chris. right? You know, in the sound hole, and it just—I just—I recorded it on YouTube, and it's so it's like, okay, this is what the high pass filter sounds like. And I even ran it through an SPX 90 just to keep it old, you know. Um, and it was Wait, just careful,
2: like, careful those words, Kyle. Kyle's here, <laughs> Kyle's here, so,
4: so
3: I know I'm looking around <laughs> for it. Well, it was I'm, actually, right I'm
2: curious. um Going through the console, did you notice that was? Um, were the channel strips consistent sounding, or no? Were any
4: of the? Oh, okay. No, they're not. So, um, really? I'm, I'm a huge, um, I'm a huge Focusrite fanboy. I think the Focusrite Studio console is my favorite console. If we if we had to go around the room and say what's your favorite console, so I bought the this the the plug for it when it came out, and you can of I think it's like a seventy two channel console that they modeled. You can actually select what what channel you're in so channel one wow. channel two, channel three and i thought i'm like god that's such crap like what what i don't understand you don't need that and as soon as i got mine i'm like oh i get why they did that that's <laughs> that's the thing like channel two is real bright you know? And it's, you know
2: so did you put the channels back in the order that you took them out or did you realize that they sounded different after
4: they were back in did you reorder them like what did you do there initially i did put a piece of masking tape on every channel um, but as I started using them, um, some of them started getting a little crusty. And and as far as a noise thing, so so Kyle, uh, you're never going to get rid of me now. I apologize. Um,
3: oh, I love this.
4: <laughs> I, I need to talk to somebody who actually knows what they're doing because so oh, my so next sorry. plan... E- not e- me. Uh, i listen though. They do you're this weird thing where they just get like spurts of noise and it just, it's, and it's yeah. just, yeah. Okay, cool. So it's not just me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so some of them do that. So um, what I wanted to end up, what my plan with the console is I have 24 channels that I know are really good that are perfect and they perform all the time. So I want to use the left hand. Uh, have you scoped au- them or is it just audible? Is that no, asking? I've never scoped anything yet. Okay. I mean, right. it's, yeah, cool. I haven't got to that level. I mean, really? So there's, there's a Midas guru um, named Jim I'll, Sawyer. I'll oh, sorry. If you guys are hip with him.
3: Nope, Jim Sawyer was the the analog Midas guru. He stuck around for quite some time, and you can call Jim. That for guy everything. is
4: like, like a my hero. Like insane. that that level of technical genius. It's like I, I hope to like get like the crazy like skulllet with long hair and just be like in a closet. And just like I'll oh, call Billy, but listen, you're gonna be on the phone with him for like two hours. But he's gonna tell you everything <laughs> that you need to know, and he's probably got the spare in his basement. Like I want to be that guy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yep. Calls, that's calls my hero. Jim Sawyer and dude and uh there's a dude named Bob in the UK that's pretty insane. He's the guy who did uh all Pab's mm. uh old. I heard A C D C on AC/ the PR for the sidecar. Mm, that was a good show. So I I always thought it would be cool to have like an old Midas thing convention back in like Minneapolis because um just to sit and listen to those guys talk and they'd be able to tell you everything about the So those Kyle, here's a question. You know what I mean?
4: Um, I was at eighth day a couple of weeks ago. Um, and we were just, we were just BSing and I asked him while we were walking through the shop. I'm like, Hey, what analogs do you have back there? he goes, Oh, we, you know, we still have, I can't remember if it's an XL three or an XL four, but we went back into the console department and it was all those cases lined up. And, um, I was, I was yep. telling the guy I was talking to um, just, you know, about the console and he was really interesting. He goes, well, you know, we have two guys here that were on the circuit designers on. I can't remember which console it wasn't. I think it was the XL series consoles and I can't remember their names for the life of me. I have to just, you know, email my guy there back. Um, but I, I don't know if you, if you know who I'm talking about or not, I don't remember their names.
3: Not offhand. I've been out of it for a long time, but I, how you were explaining the H series is how you explain the XL series. So, xl2 was a front of house console xl3 was built to be a monitor console and it wasn't quite finished yet before they had Mm -hmm. to push it out um so that's why they released what they wanted to design was uh, the xl4 all along just because it had the meter bridge it had everything on the meter bridge that you would need to grab and um the eq so you talked about eq and heritage like i can tell the difference between gain stage on heritage and xl and then when we went to pro series i was like oh this thing sounds like a heritage to me it sounds Mm -hmm. more like a heritage so the the it it interests me that there's still these dudes and groups that support that old gear like that because it was really a thing like and and That's why I posted to Facebook a couple weeks ago with some channel strips, some old Neve stuff that someone had up for sale, because for studio people, that is like priceless. And I was hoping Mark Rubel would get into it, because um, he was like, "Uh, you can plug everything in, they sound very comparable, blah, blah, blah. He wouldn't give me like, (laughs) no, man, I want a Neve channel strip on that thing. And a lot of our guests have been like that, where they've really embraced the digital thing. So for you to bring this heritage back to life is, is really cool.
4: I looked at the Midas website when I was 14 years old and thought, that's really cool. I want that machine. So Dude, like I
0: I vividly remember opening up an issue of Life Sound International and seeing the ad for the Pro Two and it said digital goes Midas. I remember that. I remember and that. And I was like, that looks fucking sick. And I went to the website. I said I got to learn about this, and lo and behold, Mister Turnside there doing a demo of the video <laughs> and shit. And so that's how I became aware of Kyle's work, man. So I I grew up lusting after the the Pro Two. I thought that was cool, and and uh, and so that's why I, when I met Kyle at at the AAS yes thing years ago, I was like, hey, I know you're filming my videos. <laughs> <laughs> and
3: and I I truly believe like this: everybody in that community is like Jim Sawyer. Like he passed down a lot of like the way that the brand gets handled now is like, that's the kind of person that they had in that position. And uh, a a lot of them went to Digico. A lot of them went to KDAC. Like, so there's, there's some of those old dudes out there still that uh, were designers on XL and heritage. They just moved to different other manufacturers or whatever the case may be. But like, It's really cool to see so what i ended up
4: doing was so here's my plan jim doesn't know about this yet i don't know if he listens to the show or not but uh so i (laughs) cool man whatever with that guy he owes me um no no Uh, so um what i ended up doing is i built um a little flight case for four channel strips so that they so that they nest into a case and my plan is i'm just going to send him four channel strips to recap four at a time as i get money and I, I, cause God only knows how much that's going to cost. It's going to take forever. You know what I mean? The, 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 the tedium of that job is, is ridiculous. So I I just want to call him and say, okay, Jim, if I send you these, how fast do you think you can do them? Cause I've talked to him a bunch. So I found him on, um, geared space source (laughs) I think it's so i found him on that (laughs) because i was just you know i don't know anything about that and i it just every midas heritage thing that i could find on that on that forum it just had his name so i emailed him at like 7 a.m on a saturday morning i was getting onto the plane after i just bought the console because i'm like oh my god i bought this huge thing i had to explain to my girlfriend's parents what it is and what it (laughs) does and why because we were in fort lauderdale and the console was in orlando so i was like hey i'm just gonna i'm gonna peace out here for just a day. I'm going to drive up to Orlando and, <laughs> and and see this console. And they're like, yeah, no, you're not. You're going to stay here and have family vacation with us. But the whole time I was like, oh God, what did I, what have I done? I got to, I don't know anything about this thing. There's no power supply. There's no, you know, there's no Harding cable. So I, I emailed Jim as I was getting on the plane to fly home and was just like, hey man, I just bought this thing. Your name comes up all the time. I would just love to pick your brain about a couple of things. And he called me within like, A minute and a half. I was like, "No, I'm actually getting on a plane. I can't talk to you." And then I, (laughs) and and then he kept me on until they're like, "Excuse me, sir. Um, we're going to need you to just hang that up. You know, this (laughs) Mister Super Important. You know, it's just.
0: But uh, this is the guy who brought his Emmy through the security. Who does he think he is? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: They they really care. (laughs) Let me tell you. I, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, I talked. Should have whipped out the ponytail (laughs) holders right then. (laughs) Come on, I think that's a rite of passage. You have to have a ponytail, right? At least once. I never did. I've never had long hair. Oh, Chris, Mister Corporate, I had hair.
2: <laughs> Kyle, you, Kyle, you had a, a
0: lot of hair, man, and a in a and you had Like I think, actually, when I met
2: you, you had just gotten rid of the Father Time beard. <clears throat> So I can't someone who it. does have a long hair and who's here, Sam. How about let's, let's give you some time and space? Yeah, I here.
1: am. I am the digital person. So, what do you what do you wish <laughs> that I, I did? So, I have touched an analog console once, and it was to change a channel strip. and It was the single most terrifying thing I've ever done. <laughs>
4: Sam, you I was before. like, let's hear about this terrifying channel strip experience.
1: So, I I worked for a company, and there was a they have one client that is entirely analog tour, and mm-hmm. I was one of the shop techs that had the uh, that got to prep it, and so we did the whole "Okay, where do the stereo channel strips go?" thing. That was a whole yes, learning experience. <laughs> it is a thing. I can vouch for that, Chris. That it is real. Uh, I've done it once, and so like changing the channel strips, I was like, I was, I was terrified I was going to break it because I'd never touched anything like it. Like I'd never, I'd never seen an analog desk. Like I don't know how to tell people that. Like it's, I've never mixed a show on one. I've seen, I've like interacted with it. I had to do line check on it. Uh, for that, <laughs> like I had to, I had to test it. I did the line check, um, but I, what I really wanted is what do you wish, like, everyone coming up now that doesn't interact with analog, like, what do you wish people knew about it? Because they're really cool. Like this conversation, is, like, making me want to own an analog desk now, just to get like one. mess with it. <laughs> yes.
3: yes, yes, get yes. one. That'll
1: kill me. <laughs> That's my roommate. She'll be like, why do you find there more audio <laughs> stuff? <laughs>
0: honestly although kyle you'll you'll be happy to hear this sam and kat were just up visiting me a couple of weeks ago and they took my pro one
1: home Which with them and they, right, they right. have it in their house now right. it's <laughs> That's the, awesome. the thing in the awesome. background right there it's, it's right behind me that would be michael's <laughs> pro one
4: i think that uh I got hard drives attract so newer or younger engineers don't really understand uh gain staging that's my biggest critique of, of looking at anybody's, hey, can you help me with this kind of thing? Because, you know, uh, clipping on an analog console versus uh, clipping in a, the digital realm is very, very different. And I think that so many people, um, I guess this, this leads into my, my two-part answer. One is gain staging. I think people kind of sort of disregard VU meters um, so even when you're, you know, you're slapping inserts on, it's, you know, do you do you EQ before you compress? You know, that that age, you know, age old debate, uh, how to gain those two things together so that they play nicely. Because I mean, there still is a, a gain stage even in digital, and you know, I, I think that some people just either don't hit stuff hard enough or are or, or hitting it just. It's like, do you see that this is clipping? And they're like, what? <laughs> you know, it's it, it. There's that kind of thing. Um, and then the other thing is, I think the simplicity of the mixes are are so endlessly easier on an analog console because like you know i the piece of gear that rings true with me is the personas acp 88 you guys remember that thing that was that was
3: Oh yeah, eight channels. Eight of good channels times. of comp
4: and, gate and two U for like nine hundred bucks, and that Every was club like. Club in the U.S. has had at least one everyone. of those in the rack. Yes,
0: that's the blue thing, the blue <laughs> yeah, one, right?
4: You yeah, got, exactly. About.
0: Yes, yeah.
3: you got you got RCAs. We got this ACP. Yeah. So
4: you know, like there were there were times in analog land. I mean, it's like you know, I, I started mixing bands when I was uh, sixteen, and I could barely afford anything and i used to rent a powered yorkville um mixer from a music store in in town uh because lm did cases for them so the owner was always like yeah sure billy whatever you need you know and i would i would go with my pickup truck and fill it full of gear and and go do shows and it would be like all right i got one compressor what am i going to use it for you know what i mean and i feel like you can get like how much is an x32 that is in absolute ubiquity now and you could throw you know any insert you want and there's the lex you know emulator and comps and all that kind of stuff you can put in every single channel um so i i just think that people don't realize that you don't need all that stuff
0: dude dude all right so i had this phone call with wayne Polly a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about why people didn't like digital consoles when they first came out mm-hmm. they said they sounded bad and, and what were some of the reasons for that and there are some technical aspects of that conversation but a part of it was it used to be, like you said, I got four channels of gate. I got four channels of comp. I need to think really hard about where I'm going to put these things. So you're making very considered decisions about your mix. Then you get on digital desk. You can slap a compressor on every channel. You can slap a gate on every channel. So people just turn all this shit on because it's there. And you end up with these ridiculously over-processed garbage-sounding mixes. And it wasn't the console's fault. It was that right. people were making bad decisions with this tool.
4: Or you're and gaining so- it too hard. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, if you get if you get an old-school engineer who, you know, you have to, to drive a line you know, you've got to, you got to gain the crap out of it to really do it. But it's like a lot of those, like, you know, especially EQs and stuff, Um, you can't, you can't beat hell out of them. Uh, Yamaha, I'm looking at you. No, You know, it's like, I was on a CL5 a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <Okay>. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, that, that that like, consideration
0: whoa, okay. aspect. I mean, you know. <laughs> I've, I've talked about that training people before, which is, Let's pretend you don't have every compressor on every channel here at your fingertips. Yeah. Let's pretend you would still have to go to a rack and patch the insert cable and, and do all this stuff. To like, Let's pretend there was some time investment associated with, with turning yeah. that compressor on. Do you still want to turn it on? Like, don't just turn it on because it's there. Turn it on because it needs it. And, right. and just being intentful with your mixing decisions. And um, that helps cut down on that just... Digital over crappy sound, you know, that, that wasn't the console's fault. It was people yep. just doing too much nonsense.
4: Not that I'm yeah. uh I, sorry, I, Kyle,
3: go ahead. Uh, oh, I was just going to say, I love that he said teaching aspect of it because the very first core thing that you said is clipping in digital, clipping in analog is completely different. It is. And one of the cool things is, is when I taught the class, I had folks that were scared of zero mm-hmm. and plus three on a digital realm and i understood it if you don't understand it then there's nothing to compare it to so driving that channel like you said the old dude driving that channel like oh my goodness it's in the yellow and the red sometimes like it's supposed but, to be yeah there,
4: especially with the midas it's supposed you know? to be <laughs> like the, the xl3 and, and v, actually and, had a
2: screw on meter bridge that was vu meters on yeah, the man. fucking console
3: did that on the side yes. yep and and that was the thing, like, that's where you got the saturation. It wasn't a digital clip. The repercussions of digital clip are completely different than a nice square off a fucking right. great preamp. Sorry. Like, sorry, <laughs> not sorry. But that that's the truth. And zero made you scared. And, and I love that Michael said you had to teach them differently because that was another thing as well. We weren't trying to timeline everything because we right. couldn't. And we couldn't align everything to be completely accurate. And and now we're getting into this accuracy that's making us question why we're doing this thing at the channel level. And I think that's cool. So it kind of came full, full circle from now we're looking at that at the end of the line, not at the beginning. And, and the beginning can screw it all up for the end if, if you start like that.
1: Well, I think the thing, um, especially like going back when you're standing in front of an analog desk for the first time, like I was looking at everything and trying to understand the routing because like there wasn't it wasn't a digico desk like you Mm -hmm. couldn't just like put anything anywhere and no because like that's what that's all i had worked with prior almost that's so funny
4: that's the thing i hate about those like digico desks and the real (laughs) modern stuff it's like oh you could put that anywhere it's like i don't want that where'd where'd Uh, that go you know (laughs)
1: I love it so much. Um, but that's what my brain wanted to do was I was like, why, why can't I move anything? Like, it's all right here. and
2: You can move your I, channel. I asked- you unscrew it. You pick it up. You move it to the end and put it back in. You can move. It. You just go
4: to your patch base, right. Sam. And it goes back, back to Right? Yeah.
3: Don't, don't relive her nightmare.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but Sorry, I, I had asked a really, like, dumb or crazy question, which was, and I don't even remember what it was. But it was just like, why can't you route this thing, this weird place? Or why why can't you do this? And someone just looked at me and goes, well, why would you want to do that? Mm. And I realized that up until that point, I was really concerned about like what I could do. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I totally missed, I didn't need to do any of it. Like, that is the one thing, right? Like Like, analog, like, looking at that channel strip, like, that's what you have to work with. And you either know how to use it and like understand it and it really forces you to kind of at least for me like go back to basics and be like this is why you're doing this and it's almost i don't want to say better but it completely changed how i thought about things like entirely because i had gotten so used to my only frame of reference was well i can just do anything it all goes everywhere
0: yeah so I have to ask Sam Fine. A couple years ago, I did a console day down at the shop, and I brought my Vantis, the SQ5, the mm-hmm. X32, a Pro One, um, and Sam. You know, I had a couple of friends. Kyle Jensen came down. Hannah came down. We had some. Yeah, it was oh, a good cool. time. And Dave Williams was out there. And Sam Fine goes, "Yeah, I'm coming. I got a. I think it was. I I think it was a a, a Heritage. It was some large format." Midas something I don't exactly remember what it was but I think it was heritage um and he goes yeah I'm gonna bring that so we all get in there and you know we get our multi tracks going and we're having fun and we're mixing I look over like 45 minutes later and Sam is still behind this thing connecting <laughs> cables you know it was just like it took you know, this whole rack of shit that he was and it really just made you appreciate like how hard you had to want that shit and how you know you you this whole idea of yeah i just push faders like i don't understand how it all goes together you fucking had to understand how it went together and you really did you had to solder too go- yeah so it's just a different it's a different paradigm and it, it and i did go over and i mixed a song on on that thing and i was like you know i don't i think it was a verona actually now that i, I, was, think gonna say, it. I was gonna
2: say i was say verona yeah. but i went interrupted. yeah, yeah. I, th-
0: I think it was a verona um
4: and True, I was like, True Midas guys hate those.
0: Yeah, but it, it's so <laughs> tactile compared to it's Just it's a different brain space, man. I, I wouldn't want to take one on the road, but man, they're fun. Um, so here is the thing: I I can tell Do
3: you know how fast I am at those. <laughs> <laughs> I could get a four piece punk rock band up in ten minutes or less, as long as they're not. I, no I, I feel like
0: we're gonna have to, Billy. We're gonna have to have you back for part two because I know that we haven't even gotten can in. Crystal we, strong. You're can doing, we at least the dad finger? No,
2: no, it's just we can't leave without at least touching T Pain. Can we at least touch go ahead? T Pain, hit it. Okay, I mean, for, I agree, you know, I just, agree. Just start talking, T Pain. Like, yeah, well, I mean, this, I mean, <laughs> this, this is there's this is a lot T-Pain. there. Like, I mean,
4: <laughs> auto tune all, right. all the things. Like, T-Pain. like just, 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 now again, you guys know things. that I'm not Antares. his front of house guy, I'm just Stop a sub. It! <laughs> all right, between
2: the fucking Emmy, yeah. and t- not a real Emmy, it's a, a <laughs> you've done shows with them. That's all that freaking matters. Right? It's
4: 2022, man. There's fact checkers everywhere. You know, it's just like
2: <laughs> okay, it's, <laughs> um, it's on a document you sent us. That's all I know.
4: <laughs> I did. I'm just trying to show that I'm not just like you know. Anyway, that's okay. um, <laughs> no, that's that, it's a cool. Uh, so On I got record, that. No gig. one makes it this far in the podcast. Anyway, I'm just kidding. Um,
2: so it's okay. <laughs> no, but, we've yeah. had
0: we've I know, had, uh, uh, five, five rutabagas <laughs> so far.
2: <laughs> today, today, today was funny. Five today people. was funny. So last episode, if this happens to be your first episode, we're like, hey, you no know one makes it this far. If you made this far, uh, text rutabaga to the fucking Discord. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, somebody did and like, won a t-shirt. And it wasn't one of the two people we thought would it make it not. there. So thank you. Anyway, that was my man, you. Finley. So what's up, Finley? You know, we've right. had five or
0: six people pop into the Discord. today didn't go, Rutabaga. And I was like, <laughs> yeah.
1: So a, a friend right. of teep, mine texted teep. me, Vega," with what? no context. I and I was saying so You're part of the podcast. <laughs> You're part of the podcast. I turned it off. <laughs> I got so confused. I was like, what? <laughs> I it
0: off too. Yeah, I, this dis- I don't know if anyone's paying attention, but there's a discussion going about what what the proper term is for rutabaga in different parts of the world. Which is really funny. All right, here's so.
2: a, here's a funny thing. So I don't none of you. Well, Matt, Kyle, you might. Kyle, what happened you, to T Pain? We'll get there. We'll get, back to, to we'll T-Pain. Back, we'll get back to T Pain.
3: Kyle, do you, do you He's know who that Lori
2: Berkner is from your daughter? No. Huh. Uh, all right, she's a children. She's a children's artist, and she has a song where she mentions rutabaga. I don't know These are about. Saying. This is oh. all. This the notifications on my phone right now are not, talking about, really.
0: about. Well, it's like a turnip, but it's a little <laughs> bit bigger and more of a brownish yellow. This is what they're talking about <laughs> on the Discord.
1: <laughs> Come join the Discord, guys! That'd be great. <laughs> my
3: my daughter likes Midland and uh, Olivia Rodrigo. Do you yeah, yeah. She likes she likes that song "Driver's License." Oh, she my likes, likes that um, too. All
0: yeah.
2: right.
3: Uh, there's uh, a yeah, couple sorry, other. T-pay, yeah, t-pay, my t-pay, daughter.
2: What do you guys want to know? I don't something. Auto tune live. What, what does yeah, he I smoke mean, like what, that much
3: weed? <laughs> Holy cow! No, that's two chains. Uh,
2: uh, what the
4: auto tune live?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I imagine he has to use it. I mean, I, I mean,
4: that's like that's he, had,
2: he had. He had. He had that like like Walmart microphone that you could like sing into, and it's like an I Auto-tune had the app like,
4: on my phone. Hilariously yes, enough, yeah. it's like oh god, <laughs> and I actually saw him when I was in college. I was nineteen. Um, and and the the girl that I was dating at the time was going to this 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 tiny college in Ohio and she's like, Hey, T Pain's playing at like the gym tonight. You wanna go? And that was right when Apple Bottom Jeans Boots with the Furs came out. And I, yeah. I went and I was like, Yeah, I hate this. Like I, <laughs> I was just so miserable. I'm like, this is so crazy. Because at, at, at that time, the only thing that he was legally allowed to sing was his verse in the song. And then there'd oh, be like wow. this really cheesy DJ explosion. So it was an hour long show uh, of like 15 second clips. Mm. And it was hey, like, that sounds like the yep. Pitbull
0: show that I worked on. So it's like, yeah, tick, it was the same it's thing, like
4: TikTok live. Normal I did reference. a show with Pitbull actually, where Payne and Pitbull were on the same bill.
3: Um, and they had to wait for the dude's verse to go by. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, so that, that we did a show, we did a show in Ottawa. It was, um, all right, I can't remember. Maybe it was in Canada. I know it was in
3: Huge T Pain. I know it was in there. Canada.
4: And it was it was T pain Florida, and Pitbull. Those were the three the three acts.
3: Yeah, they love that And shit. it was
4: really crazy um that you know they went on because they were I feel like they're all on each other's songs kind of thing. But you know. Pitbull was very nice. He wore um he wore it's very, very, pretty, it's a very, very, very pretty very, very pretty uh suede shoes and it rained. Yeah. And I watched him get an <laughs> escalated. I'm like, oh man, your shoes are gonna get uh. trash, man. So <laughs> Like so, yeah, have a good show, but no, T pains great. Um, he is an amazing singer. I will tell you what. Here's a cool T Pain story. I we were doing a um a festival in Vegas, and uh it was uh it was called the Life Is Beautiful Festival. Um, and they asked him to do a club after the show. So it was a big main stage show at like you know nine or ten o'clock. Of um, and uh th- they they wanted to do this club, and it was a dive bar. Like, Crazy? it wasn't a club. It was like a super oh. secret show. And, like, I was like, okay, cool. Now we're in a club that I know how to mix in. So it was him and a keyboard player. So I don't know if anybody's seen the uh, the NPR thing with him, or, uh, the tiny desk thing with him. It's mm. really good. I
2: know the tiny desk, but mm. I haven't seen it with him.
4: So it's, I mean, he sings those ridiculous, like, party lyrics, which are, you know, which are awesome, but he does it with, like, a Rhodes in the background, you know, <laughs> um, which is cool. So he did that at the show and i got to mix that on a qsc touch mix ipad nice, <laughs>
3: nice. yeah and that was probably and it probably it was really house. cool
4: because because not only is he like the nicest guy ever um he is a really really phenomenal singer and i remember the first gig that i did with him as a sub who you know never met him you know crazy thing about that is i got that show because i had built podcasting systems for his front of house guy when he worked for a financial podcast So we built him these systems that was like a pelican 1630 with a couple of re20s and this custom little rack that i put together um that he dreamed and i wired up and we built him like a hundred of these systems like there's a bunch of them and one day he called me he's like hey man i saw this picture of you on instagram mixing this this like um it was one of the from broadway with love shows that um I, i mentioned in my uh pre uh Everything about Billy dossier, um, and he's like, uh, I didn't realize that you were an engineer like that. Uh, I can you like fill in that. for me? I have to go on vacation with my wife, or she's <laughs> going to kill me. Can you do this show? And I'm like, yeah. We I've talked to you for three years on the phone, and I've never met you face to face, but sure, you know, because I was living in New York City and they were in Coney Island, so it was like he pitched to the management crew. He's like, I got this guy. I've only talked to him on the phone. He seems like he's all right. I don't think you can screw up that bad. I'll be there. Yeah, you know? So they gave me like this audition show at the amphitheater in Coney Island. Um, I just took the train down. Um, cause I was living in Long Island city and, uh, I did the show and they're like, okay, great. Uh, you're going to go to San Francisco next week and do this, this kind of thing. Uh, I do another show. And then, you know, that, that covers his front of house guy for those, you know, those, those two dates and and life is good. And I, I get the occasional call like once a year, you know, <laughs> So, but it's cool. But, You know um it's it's good it's it's a cool crew. those guys are really awesome it's really easy show actually they they are the masters of getting in and getting out with like no drama so you know we've we've played before and after people at festivals which you know i know you all know that like oh my god i don't get a sound check and is sound gonna come out of this guy's (laughs) microphone in front of all of these people and what happens if it doesn't you know um I've watched people who just get into the weeds with their, you know, wave server racks and all kinds of stuff. And every time I've mixed them, I don't even carry a show file, you know, console tech be like, all right, man, give me your USB stick. It's like, nah, I'm good. Um, I-, I just need like eight channels and a tap delay. And they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, that's it. They're like, you want anything else? I'm like, I don't know what's built into the console. I'll take, you know, whatever built in two bus compressors and put it over my main mix and call it a day. You know, like it's, I, I mix it with nothing. You know, it's it's like the cleanest, driest show, you know, and it it really hits hard because what they did for that show, which I thought was really cool, is they had a band play all of his stuff. So the backing tracks that the DJ plays is a band. So the arrangements oh, cool. are oh, that's killing. Cool. They're so cool. I wish I could. I wish I could give you guys that so you can listen to it and be like, oh, I'm into this because that the first time I heard it, I pushed faders up and I'm like, oh, this is cool. And I, I kept, I kept do, going do with their you management it in
2: stems or is it just a two track?
4: It's just a two track. Hmm. It's just a two track. Um, and I, I I, kept telling the all the management. I'm like, you guys need a band. You guys need a band. Please let me mix the show with a band. Um, let me do this in a theater with a band. It would be the coolest thing ever because um, he's legit. He can sing. You know what I mean? It's like he's nice. really good. So let's hit our what's Kyle's hit our,
0: shirt's halfway off. So we better start, uh,
2: yeah. take it off. Yes. Mm. Oh, shit. I'm sorry, right. Billy. Let, I teared let's, let's up. Our, a bit our, Here, we Here we go. Here we go.
0: I would love to do. I think we need to do a part two we because I feel like the console two. discussion is not
2: quite over yet. We, have, um, we now have three ending questions. So Sam yeah pushed. All
1: right. So, Billy, really? what do you wish you knew when you first started?
4: What do I wish I knew when I first started? It's not as hard as you think.
0: Yeah, I like that. That's solid. That's, That's right. a good one, Michael. Okay, That's all right. So, Michael Billy, we're Hansel. all going to come out. We're coming out to Ohio to visit you, guys. I Where love to cook. Youngstown. Please come here. Oh, okay, guys. so. In that yes. case, what are you going to cook us?
4: Oh man. So I do. I do grill and Italian food. Those are the two things I do I'm really in. well.
2: Love it, love it, baby. Uh,
3: I like all yeah. those. I,
4: things. I, I, I what, really what like what scotch too. On the grill. Guys, we need to
2: get an actual food group here. What? Are yeah, we yeah doing? one
4: dish. Chris wants a menu. One dish on the grill.
3: Hmm. You could name it after your favorite episode. <laughs> this is this is called 117. Yeah. I, I'm, uh, a, I'm a steak guy, man. I want ribeyes oh, on the
4: girl.
2: Okay. okay. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, if you if, if you could define your legacy or how you'd want to be known, how would you define that?
4: Hmm, that's a good one, Chris. You know what? Thank you. Honestly, I say this all the time. I just want everybody to say, "You know what? Billy came in. He was really nice. He worked his ass off." That's all I want. If I could have that, I would be super happy. Really nice. Cool. Worked his ass off. Show sounded great. It is. It we're is. gonna.
0: Have, you have to come back because we need to talk about the road case thing at some point, <laughs> but, Billy. Uh,
2: yeah. So and, we're gonna and, put and a we, link we, to. We can talk about the worst road case I've ever designed I'll, I'll Find <laughs> pictures of it and send it to well, you. I'm down for we it. Really have, it too. was, was, a, so it was an LNM case. You guys have built multiple oh, of on. them. Come on,
1: Chris. No, like, no, no, it you gotta...
2: wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't LNM's fault. All right, I'll tell a story real quick. So, when I was at Maryland Sound, right, we're like constantly complaining of like, hey, like, I need new mic stands. I need new mic stands because mic stands get torn up. To oh, I know shit. what case you're
4: talking about now. <laughs> ah,
2: yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember. I know exactly what you're talking right, about right, now because right, we right, hated right. it too. So, so mm. like, so Bob Goldstein seen a Maryland Sound he was like, all right, if super nice guy. Want, if you want new mic stands, you have to build up a case that protects them. So I said, All right, fuck it. I will build, I will design that. And <laughs> I designed a beast of a fucking case. <laughs> That individually
4: never to be duplicated. By the way, right?
2: I I don't wish this on anyone. And, how much did it weigh, Chris? Oh my god, thousands. thousands Do you remember? Because I remember put, how much before it before you put mic stands in there, thousands of pounds, like the fucking heavy case. Um, so I could did you put, come to like, the shop and pick it, it up? Out what? Jesus. What? Jesus. Christ, Chris,
1: what happened?
2: Could, hold on, I could fit three bands worth of mic stands in this fucking case, like straight <laughs> stands, right? So I could put like fifty <laughs> straight ms10 mic stands in this case in the in the bottom had drawers for like booms and extra shit and the top had a lid that pulled off and all of your bases for your mic stands lived in the top i had three bands because we traditionally always did three bands worth of shows like when you do like these old school like r&b acts and whatever like
3: my three bands of
2: mic
0: Yeah. All right, Billy, how much did it weigh?
2: How much truck space?
4: 1,700 pounds. Oh, my God. Empty,
3: right? Empty, right? So, Chris, did you come to the (laughs) shop to pick it up? My neck and my neck.
4: No. So, I remember I loaded those cases on the truck because there were two. And there was a guy, and it was like a 28-foot truck, and it was a tandem axle straight truck. And it was in the middle of winter, and he goes, oh, man, this is awesome. I was driving all over the road. We're going to put these two right over the tandems in the back, (laughs) right in the middle, and this is going to get me home. Because we weighed it, and he watched the truck go down. He's like, oh, 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 look at this thing. Dude, so, I mean... I can't. Hundreds
2: of stagehands have cursed me over the country over this case, but uh, like at the end of the day, I told everyone like I don't give a fuck. I, I was told if I wanted new mic stands, I had to build a case to protect them. So that's what the fuck I did. And I'll send you guys the CAD drawings. Oh, so you can God, he's all about. over the country with those cases.
3: Email your hate <laughs> yes. mail.
2: Oh man, Chris, you may get single two
3: noise. That's hilarious. I mean. I mean yeah, so,
2: like it was like um, depending on the size of the stand. So if we had singular MS tens, we had little plexiglass um guides. on not plexiglass. Um, they were black uh, plastic. Yeah, whatever. Uh, you could you could change the size of the hole. So if you had a boom stand, you could make it a little bit wider. I mean, I, I must say there was a lot of engineering that went into that case. I mean, and and I'm I'm in some ways I'm proud. In other ways, I'm like sorry. So the fuck I had to do. But anyway, well,
4: we duplicated How that design because you guys did it with another company. I remember that. Oh, really? They sent us a shell
3: built by McDonnell Douglas. Oh, yeah, oh really? there
2: was a period boom. of time where we were dancing
4: with another. Can't talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Talk about that off, off public, pop, public. Uh, (laughs) Okay. So my
1: one and only question is: how How big is this thing?
2: It was probably about six feet wide, uh, well, long. By it was truck back. I mean, it It was was forty eight by
4: thirty. I'd guess.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: The bases were in the.
2: (laughs) It had like had like a pop had a pop off lid had a pop off lid. Um, I, tore, Cal, I mean, There were dado slots. I need that, that, a. There gro- were dado
4: slots for weighted bases in the lid so that they wouldn't touch that, at that, an angle. That, that thanks, Chris.
2: That world uh, pre CNC did, machine. I've toured that that case. Thanks, like, Chris. All over the fucking. Book. Hey, you made money off the thing. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs>
4: Thirty <laughs> hours of fault. shop I'll, time later.
2: Hold on, y'all. St- Oh, you did quote it. So if you didn't make money, it's your fault, not uh, not not MSI.
4: Chris, you know how sales works. <laughs> you trust those guys?
3: <laughs> I don't trust those guys. As oh, the nerd in the back that makes it it's all a, happen. It's an
2: infamous like MSI already had a name of Sound by the Pound right at the time. Like, and this was like pre me, like eighties, like they, you know, with the hexagon
4: like called, subs. Oh yeah,
2: they're called Sound by the Pound. You so need like
3: Ferris wheel in there, we'll put a Ferris wheel. Carry the
2: name, you know. I had like the next generation of sound by the pound, so I was like, "Fuck it, I want new mic stands." This is what the fuck I'm gonna do. So, hey man, everything. if you
4: have a CDL truck that's slip sliding around, we got the mic stand <laughs> case for you.
2: Oh my god, man! I gotta find <laughs> pictures of that shit. I'll send, I'll it send you
4: guys it. the CAD so you can that's see it. I mean, at that time, please. that was right before we got a CNC machine, so that thing was by hand. I so
2: love that you were involved with that. This is I love how full circle, like little shit like this in the industry like we talk about this sometimes but like how small this industry is and the fact that you know you and i were connected to this case this was 15 years ago i mean this was a long time ago i mean
4: why do you think i was so worried about the fact check stuff man
2: I, right. well i gotta keep you on your resume you're not you are not worried about it. so well anyway. you know all right let's uh, let's get the fuck out of here so it's <laughs> yeah, yeah
4: well it was very nice meeting you guys thank you very much for having me (laughs) on thank you for laughing
0: Billy thank thank you to the Roadbagging Club for making it to the end of the video Uh, Billy (laughs) Billy, man I'm so glad we got you on the show Uh, it's been a pleasure having you here dude thank you so much thank you Yeah. yeah